and three, two, one. Ugh. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Happy Hour with Louis Q. It is, or it was, uh, June 16th, 2020. It is now June 17th, 2020. I am back on the late night grind uh, in recording these episodes. Uh, one, I apologize for taking a brief little hiatus. I uh, we back at work and the restaurant's back open again and I have been tired and being really lazy. So, episode five. First of all, before we get into it, I want to thank every single one of you that are listening right now. Um, as of literally, I guess a couple seconds ago, I just looked. Uh, I am now being listened to in five different countries, uh, which is pretty cool, even though it's only like one or two people. I appreciate you if you understand me and you like my stuff. I really appreciate it. We got somebody in Mexico listening to me. We got somebody in Canada. I've got Australia, Italy, and most of you guys are in the United States that are listening to me and downloading. So I really appreciate all of your support and all of your love, and I can't wait to uh, you know expand this and continue um, talking restaurant management. And eventually, I guess you know this also applies to to business management. Um, but you know, this is primarily. I do talk about restaurants, but I guess a lot of these philosophies and things that we talk about when when it comes to interacting with people, uh, it applies to everyone. So I appreciate those of you who are listening, um, and yeah, thank you so much. So I really don't want to spend this episode talking primarily about COVID nineteen or about how we're doing right now because I feel like the first four episodes have been you know all about COVID nineteen. I wanted to take a little bit of a break. I'm tired. Uh, you know, the, the restaurant's been busy. We've been really busy. Um, we're working a lot. We're learning a lot about ourselves as far as managers. Uh, our servers are, are they're tired. Our bartenders are tired. Our busters are tired. Uh, we're finally starting to bring back more staff. So now we're kind of taking a lot of that pressure and a lot of that weight off those servers and staff members' shoulders, um, which is great. So I don't want to talk about COVID-19. Uh, last episode, um, I got a lot of great feedback about, um, the, the, the sickness department as far as restaurant managers are concerned, because it is a industry where, you know, you don't really get to call out. You don't get, you don't get to call in and say, Hey boss, I'm not coming in. You know, you find somebody else to close the restaurant tonight, or you find somebody to open the restaurant. I'm just not going to show up because I had the fever. You have to show up to your shift. Um, we don't, we, you know, rarely do you get sent home from work. We make our servers come in to work when they're sick. But now with all this COVID-19 stuff, you know, we're, we're having to send home servers who have fevers of over a hundred. We're having to do certain things. If a server calls or, or not, even, not just, I'm sorry, I'm saying server so much, but, um, if a staff member calls in and says, Hey, I've got a fever, we're encouraging them not to come to work where normally we would say, Hey, you know, your shift, either get it covered or try to come in, maybe we'll work something out. Now we're having to turn them down. Uh, I think a lot of you had a great point in that it probably won't do much as far as the restaurant's concerned. Like 
we already know this is going on and we're okay with it. You know, I don't think COVID-19 is going to change a thing. I think, you know, once all this dies down, we're going to go right back to, hey, come on into your shift. I don't care if you're sick, you're going to work it or you're going to get your shift covered or try to get your shift covered, but we really need you to come in. Yada, yada, yada. We've all given the same spiel. Uh, but I think where uh, I disagree with the statement is that I think that even though we're aware, our guests were never really aware or cared to think about, hey, they might have some sick people back there working and pulling food and making food and serving food and, and whatnot. So I think now the tides have turned not because of us, but because the guests are a lot more aware now of a sickness within a restaurant. You know, they want to know, hey, has that server had flu-like symptoms? Because I really don't want to catch that. Whereas before, I don't think I feel like you might have been aware, but it didn't really matter. But now it matters to you. You know, now there's there's a risk involved with it that even though it was already there, uh, you turned a blind eye to. So I, I think there's a unique opportunity in 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 all this now because we as you know restaurant managers it, it's a lot you know to know that you don't get to call out and you have to come to work sick because no one else is going to be able to do it um maybe this calls for for changes in the way we operate as far as restaurants are concerned um you know do you start maybe giving out a certain amount of sick days or you know pulling back on the sickness department i understand you have to be staffed i understand you have to um have people in the building to be able to wait tables, cook the food, manage the restaurant, you know, serve the drinks, prep the food. But when do we start thinking about the managers? When do we start thinking about the staff? When do we start thinking about our employees and their safety and their health? Um, I think it's it's really funny. Uh, you know, the the big saying is people leave. Um, managers and not companies or great companies they leave poor managers and and i think that that's 100 percent true we're not going to get in that debate right now but i think it's really funny when people do quit and they leave we're really quick to forget about that and to point the fingers and say oh well they were this and they were that and they were this and they were that um so when do you start looking out for your people as far as you know hey that dude's pretty sick, you know. I need someone to close the restaurant because I think the situation's different when you're like a a mid, a swing, or however you call it, the person that works that twelve to eight shift, where you know you're not going to close, so there's no responsibility for you, and you're not opening. You know, you just show up, do your shift, and you get to go early. Versus if you are the opener or the closer. Um, we need you, you know. I don't understand you're sick, but at least, you know, come on in until that that twelve o'clock person gets here, and then we can evaluate you going home early, whatever, right? When does it become okay? Shit, you know, if you're if you're in the doc, you know, if you have a hundred something fever, we'll figure out a way to to, to make sure that you you know you're good or you know you're covered. So that that's just something I guess uh, I'll think about how I want to talk about it, and then I'll go ahead and do another podcast about it. So my first episode 
that I recorded, I made like a, I think it was like four or five uh, sub videos out of the, the actual podcast and video that I recorded. Uh, don't forget that I do uh, put these on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, but I also do have the video versions available on YouTube, available on Facebook. Facebook is where I do most of my videos and a lot of my work. Um, so make sure you guys give us a like and a follow on Facebook for more to see this. But um, one of the things that was shared and liked the most was the food truck and drive-in concept. And I never really went into depth about the concept in general and about how I would want to do it and about you know how I think it could work. So I really wanted to take this time instead of talking about COVID-19 and all that to talk about something fun. Talk about something that, you know, let's spread some ideas and, and maybe this could help somebody open up their their driving, you know, empire and I had some part of it, right? I'm already seeing, first of all, I'm already seeing a lot of things being shared on Facebook and, and throughout the news on Twitter and whatnot about drive-in theaters, drive-in concerts, drive-in comedy clubs, a lot of drive-in things happening, which is really cool because I, I, if you look at, you listen to the first episode and listen to me talk about it, I really think this could be really, you know, something that could be huge, because once again, um, everything is 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 retro now. People want what was old. I'm wearing, if you're watching the video version of this, I'm wearing a Golden Girl shirt. You know, the what was. Old before is now really cool. Old is cool. So the drive-in theater, at, at least for me, uh, it, it holds a lot of value. There, There's a lot to be had just by going back to that original uh, feeling I had when I was a kid. Uh, you know, quick story, my, my mom and dad are divorced. Uh, they divorced when I was seven. Uh, my mom had full custody of me, so uh, we were living with her. And then every weekend, my dad would pick us up. He'd have us Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or every other Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And me and my sister would get to spend time with him. We would go to the beach. We would do whatever. We lived in Florida. But what we always did, uh, either the Friday night or the Saturday night that he picked us up, was we would go get food, and then we'd go to the drive-in theater to watch a movie. And he had, uh, I don't know, I, th- I think it was a 67... 60 60-something Camaro. It was beautiful burgundy car. Uh, my dad's a mechanic, and you know he so he basically built the car himself and painted it and did all the work for it. So we would sit on the top of the car. We'd watch the movie. He'd get popcorn. He'd get beer. He'd well, for himself beer for himself, not for us. We were young, but he would get beer for himself. He would get us drinks. We would get popcorn. We whatever we wanted, and just that the feeling and the memory of uh, that that. I remember, you know, my sister was a lot younger, so I don't really know how much she remembers. But for me, at least, it was it was an amazing experience. So now that I think about possibly going back, it brings back all those memories, uh, great memories from my childhood, where it's like, you know, I spent so much time and 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 so many great days uh, enjoying movies through this version that. I think that there's a gener- whole generation underneath us that can really benefit and would really find it cool. Uh, and now that I'm seeing a lot of you know drive-in uh, comedy comedy clubs and and whatnot, I think we're going in the right direction. So 
my idea or, or my concept was to replicate sort of a, a, a drive-in theater, and you know, where, whether it's in a big field or a big lot. You convert a big lot, maybe five, six big screens, right, for your, for your TVs. You, you, know, you drive in, you pay X amount of dollars, whatever. Um, you go into your spot, you're, you're, you're at theater number six, so you're driving up to theater number six, and park your car. The drive-in that we went to in Florida was at this place called the Swap Shop. It, it's in Saug, not Sawgrass. Uh, I don't really know. It's uh, what is it? Hollywood? Maybe I don't know. I don't know the exact city name, but I know it's a, it, it's, it's it's called the Swap Shop. Um, it's trash. It sucks. But if you go in the morning, it's like a flea market, and then at nighttime, it turned it turned it. I don't know if it still does, but it turned into a drive-in theater. So we would go in. We'd park our thing, and sorry, it's a little. I'm yawning. God, I forget how late it is. So we would pull in, and uh, you know, you get out of your car, and you walk up to the concession stand. You stand in line, you wait, and you walk back to your car. And movie starts. You turn it to the FM or AM, whatever. Boom! Listen to your movie. What I proposed was a concept where instead of the concession stand, you're now utilizing your community's uh, best food trucks. So that way you're supporting multiple businesses at once. And then you integrate some sort of app so that there's a limited amount of things that our guests have to do. So now imagine I pull into the the, the new drive-in concept. Um... I drive into the new driving concept, park my car, I get on my phone. Thank you so much for coming to, you know, yada, 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 drive-in theater. You know, maybe the drive-in theater has an app and uh, I've contracted or I've spoken with and I've ensured that five food trucks will show up to the lot. Or I'll do one food truck per theater. So let's say you have five theaters. Each theater has their own food truck. And when I buy my ticket or I purchase my ticket, whether it's via an app or you know up there, you know in the you know in the front area, I have access to an app to where I can go on there and I can say, okay, I'm in theater one, I'm in theater five, and I've got um, I don't know Bobby's chicken and waffles and um, I don't know Luis's uh, uh, taco truck. I can then go on the app and I can decide, okay, I from, from, from Luis's, I want um, three tacos and a Coca-Cola. And I place the order on my app. I say I am in either, it might be a little too complicated to say I'm, I'm in a white Honda Civic, but maybe my car has a little space and then you space it out and you figure out a way to kind of coordinate all this. But I'm in space C30 or I'm in C10, okay? Boom, I place my order. I've already paid for it online. There is the food truck is maybe a little bit farther behind and they have one employee take the take the um your food, walk it to your car. There you go, sir. Thank you. Have a great day. Gone. Back. Easy. Um I think that would be something along the lines of that would be a really cool concept to get going. By doing that, 
I think that you can one fuel your 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 city's economy by helping the small businesses being the food trucks. You can provide a different authentic uh theater experience because each time maybe each theater gets a different food truck and maybe you're not getting the same food trucks every single you know night that you have the the movies. So that way you know, if you do get a popular, you can obviously bring that one back. But then this way, you can kind of contract and and bring in different talent and and let your guests experience different flavors and different foods every single time they come to your theater. So that way, it's not the same popcorn, nachos, and whatever crap food you have. Now it's okay. Every single time I've come here, I've had a different experience. Uh, by watching a different movie and then by also experiencing different food. So now I've been able to tackle two different emotions for our guests and that's a win-win. Now I'm charging, you know, maybe a $10 price versus right now, I think in order to go to the movies, it's like 20 bucks to go for one person. That's pretty expensive. You know, I think if you were able to offer something a lot cheaper than sitting in a movie theater, cold, um, you know, really closed in tightly, even if you have the reclinable chairs, now you can have the comfort of your own car. You can bring, um, you can bring chairs, you can do, you can sit on your roof of your car like I did. And so, so you, there's many different ways for you to be comfortable and enjoy your experience. So I really think that if you, you know, big lot, whether it be concrete or in a field, I think this would be a huge hit in like small towns. So I went to Georgia Southern University in Statesboro, Georgia. Super small town. They had one movie theater. At the time when I went to school there, they had one grocery store, which is Walmart. And they had a buy-low, but like no one really went there. So there was the Walmart. We had buy-low. And then like our biggest restaurant was Longhorn Steakhouse and a Chili's. That was it. And they had maybe they had two local restaurants, but one went out of business and the other ones like slowly flourished, whatever. Small town, very small town. Theater was trash, absolute trash. I think in a town like this, especially in a college town where there's a lot of young kids and in, in, in Statesboro, a, you know, a good, I don't know the statistic, but a good majority of those kids were coming from Metro Atlanta. So, you know, you're, you're, you're hip, you're, you're um, what do you call it, like, the trendy, all, all that, all that stuff that comes from Atlanta, that you know everyone's wearing now. They're bringing it to South Georgia, so uh, you had a very unique experience. If in a small town like that, you decide to do something like this, because now your kids can go, you know, the the, the youth can go and enjoy it, uh, and you know the older folks can enjoy it. It's something that is really cool. It's unique. Uh, it's, it beats going to the, the actual movie theater. So especially if you can provide local food, whether it be, you know, a food truck or a taco stand or, or anything, but if you can provide local food with that movie theater experience outdoors, I think you have a real winner here. Uh, the other concept was the, uh, Sonic model. Now, instead of a Sonic 
especially now with a lot of cities being a little bit more chill on uh, alcohol. I think this is a great opportunity for those kind of like curbside, uh, drive-in type uh, fast food restaurants. So if you can have like a food truck, quality food, uh, with the comfort of like a Sonic, I think you also have a great concept there. And I, I really think that if you are able to get this food truck concept, because right now food trucks are the, the big rave. That's what everyone's talking about, so what everyone wants to do. If you can take that food truck and put it in an environment where people are capable of walking up, ordering alcohol, and ordering great food, and then sitting down, or having a service to their car where they can just sit and relax and not worry about anything, I think, at least for now, that's the that's the direction we should move in until things kind of normalize and and people forget about COVID nineteen and then you know things go back to normal to the back to the dine in. But I still think that people are starting to realize how much they like the outdoors. Keeping them inside of their house, you know, for one, two, three months, however long people were quarantined for. I think forcing folks to stay indoors made them want to be outdoors more. So I think there's going to be a huge trend in the outdoor market, whether that be hiking, whether that be kayaking, rafting. Um, I think people are going to want to be outdoors, so why not take advantage of it in the food sector? If people are already going to be craving being out and having that freedom of smelling that fresh air, why not let them experience a movie outside? on a lawn, you know, in the on the roof of their car, uh, on a date with a chair, you know, whatever. Why not let them enjoy a delicious meal from the comfort of their car uh, to where they don't have to drive off and then leave the, the, the McDonald's bag in the bottom of their car like I do, you know, or, or, or leave my Starbucks cup in my car seat until I happen to go get gas where I can throw it away when I, to, at a gas station, right? Why not allow our guests to instead enjoy their meal and have somebody come to their car, pick up their trash, and dump it for them? You know, that, that dine-in feel outdoors. Uh, I think that someone's going to do it, and I think they're going to make a lot of money doing it because it. Uh, I genuinely believe that being outdoors is, is cool, again, you know, um, you you hear a lot of oh when I was a kid I was I was outdoors and and all these all the other kids are being indoors and they're on their phones all the time and whatnot. I think the the cool thing about this this pandemic has been everyone wants to be out. No one wants to be crammed up inside anymore. People people are starting to realize that you know this is a pretty beautiful place we live in, and and why not enjoy it. So you, as, as operators and as, as great leaders, need to figure out how to uh, harness all this good energy and, and, and use it for yourself and, and, and to make some money off of it. Uh, so like I said, I think there's a huge opportunity 
to monetize this if, if you do it right, whether it's via a drive-through theater or, or drive-through concept like like a Sonic, but with better food uh, or, or unique food truck quality foods. Now is the time of the food truck apartment complexes are starting to bring in food trucks to their places. Um, schools, football teams, um, you know, once those reopen, having those at football games, that kind of stuff, it, it's going to be huge. The, I think the concession stand, the, the boring hot dog, the boring pizza, I think that's over with. You know, now is a good time for good food if you know how to do it right. But uh, that's all I got for you guys today. It is like one o'clock now. After a couple takes, it is time for me to go to bed Uh, next episode uh, i'm gonna do my best to make sure that i am recording a lot more um i I was a little tired but you know i think i got a good handle on this now i I do like the the nighttime recordings i didn't even talk about what i'm drinking today today it's it's almost gone if you're watching this on uh, youtube or facebook uh, today was a donku rum with uh, some fruit punch so thank you for joining me for happy hour and once again uh, if you've made it this far, I don't even know how long we're in. If you made it this far, I, I appreciate you listening this long. We, we have a small but proud fan base, and I appreciate you guys uh, listening across the country now or across the globe, I can say. Um, it's pretty cool to know that there's people that are outside of the U.S. that are listening to me. Uh, whether you think I'm a dumbass or not, uh, you're, you are listening to me, so I sure appreciate that. Um, but yeah, if you like what you're hearing and you think that I might not be the craziest person in the world and that some of the stuff that I have to say is is valid and all good in the world, give me a share, uh, give us a follow, give us a like. I am, uh, on Instagram at happy hour podcast. We are on Facebook at happy hour with Louis Q and YouTube with happy hour with Louis Q. And as always, I am available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts if you have that. So make sure that you guys are tuning in, subscribing. I appreciate it. Thank you all so much. Cheers.